Last week, we embarked on a journey, one that leads us to get to know the closest companion ever, ourselves. We explored the foundational concept of being your own best friend. We touched on the art of self-compassion, the power of positive self-talk, and the joy of embracing our true needs and desires. But how do we build this? How do we ensure that the seeds of friendship we plant within ourselves grow into something lasting and fulfilling? That's where the deeper practices of self-friendship come in. Today, we'll delve into routines and rituals that can develop this budding friendship. We'll discover how to weave self-appreciation into the fabric of our daily lives and how to consistently choose ourselves, not out of selfishness, but out of self-respect. You're listening to Changes Begin Small with Damian President. Changes Begin Small will help you take action in your life with intention and purpose. In each episode, I invite you to take action to live the life that you want. When we think about relationships that truly enrich our lives, they often have a few things in common. And these aren't just whimsical ideas. They're grounded in philosophy. As discussed in episode 108, the Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy highlights mutual caring, intimacy, and shared activity as the core requirements for friendship. It's probably pretty clear to you what we mean by each of those when we're talking about friendship with other people. But what about when it comes to self-friendship? Well, let's start with mutual caring. When we apply this to self-friendship, it becomes an inward compassion, a nurturing voice that encourages and comforts. Ask yourself, when was the last time you truly listened to your own needs? Caring for yourself is more than just the occasional treat. It's a consistent practice of considering your well-being with every decision you make, just as you would for a friend that you deeply cherish. Next is intimacy. It's easy to think of intimacy as something that we share with others, but self-intimacy is just as vital. It's the courage to look within, to explore your inner world. How often do you give yourself the chance to explore your emotions, your deepest longings, and your fears? Intimacy with oneself can be as simple as asking, what am I feeling right now? Or it can be a nightly reflection a quiet moment of honesty at the end of your day where you check in and ask, how am I really doing? And then there's shared activity. It's what we do together, the experiences we share. But what about when you're on your own? What does shared activity look like? Well, it's about valuing your own presence enough to spend quality time with yourself. That could mean leaving space in your day for you to spontaneously do what you feel like in that moment or engaging in a hobby that brings you joy, pursuing a project that excites you, or maybe it's just sitting in stillness. It's in these activities that we find joy in our own company and celebrate our uniqueness. Now let's go a bit deeper into specific practices that you can use to build your self-friendship. As we consider the elements of care, intimacy, and shared activity, remember that the strength of your friendship bond with yourself is cultivated through routine and consistency. I don't want us to get confused and think that routine means being rigid, because it's not. It's really about establishing a rhythm that resonates with your innermost needs. It's that consistent morning stretch, the quiet moment with a cup of tea, 
or your evening gratitude practice. These routines help you get comfortable in your own presence, with your own presence. Now, consistency in these practices is what builds resilience. You know, resilience is that ability to bounce back, that ability to try again when something doesn't go quite as you expect. We actually build resilience through daily repetition of self-compassion exercises, like gently placing a hand over your heart when you feel overwhelmed and reminding yourself of your humanity. It's about setting personal goals that are not just about productivity, but also incorporate celebration and self-care. So imagine setting a goal to meditate for five minutes a day, not to achieve a sense of enlightenment, but simply to be present with yourself. Or perhaps it's establishing a weekly check-in with yourself as you would with a dear friend to see how you're feeling, what's going on in your brain, what might be weighing on you or what's bringing you joy. As you weave the three threads of caring, intimacy, and personal time into your life, reflect on the richness that they add. How different would your days look if you treated yourself with the same care, intimacy, and dedication that you offer to your closest friend? Perhaps it's time to rethink your daily routines. Can you carve out space for self-care rituals that rejuvenate you? Might you set aside time each day to connect with your inner self? This could be a microdose of three breaths or mini bouts of journaling or meditation. Or a larger chunk of time where you're going for a hike or getting a massage. Here are five practices you can use to deepen your friendship with yourself over the next week and onward. Build self-compassion by writing a letter to yourself, acting as your own kind, wise friend. Set a personal goal that's purely about bringing yourself joy. Like maybe you want to learn a new skill that's always intrigued you just for the pleasure of it. Or dedicate time each morning to rethink about one thing you're grateful for about yourself. To reinforce a positive self-image. Maybe you want to create a self-care routine that includes at least one activity that you find relaxing such as a warm bath, a reading, or a hop. For some people, it might be dancing. And practice saying no to requests that overextend you. You are in charge of your time and your energy. And so you can affirm your right to prioritize how you spend them. Let's not forget that these practices of self-friendship, they're not acts of indulgence. Some people might try to convince you that they are, but really, they're acts of rejuvenation that allow for your growth. This is how we transcend mere survival, to truly live in integrity of who we are and who we want to be. They empower us to become more resilient, more empathetic, and more aligned with our authentic selves. And as we nurture this internal friendship, the benefits ripple outward, influencing how we relate to others with greater vulnerability, more kindness, and more empathy. Remember that the key is consistency. So in the days ahead, be mindful of how caring for yourself, fostering intimacy with your inner being, and engaging in activities that fill you with happiness are not just good for you. They're essential. And watch as this self-kindness begins to transform not only your relationship with yourself, but with the world around you. So now that you have what it takes to practice self-friendship, let's take a moment to reflect with a self-audit quiz. We'll focus on three areas the three components of friendship, mutual caring, intimacy, and shared activity. On the mutual caring, how do you respond internally when you're facing a setback or a failure? 
Do you offer yourself understanding and encouragement? Reflect on what you need to feel well and happy. How are you actively working to fulfill these needs? Or how could you be actively working to fulfill these needs? For intimacy, consider how you create happiness for yourself. What personal joys do you pursue that are just for you? And the second question here is when you're alone, reflect on how you talk to yourself. Is your inner dialogue compassionate and supportive or critical and harsh? How is it serving you? And for shared activity, the first question is, think about the last time you dedicated time to an activity that was solely for your own personal enjoyment or growth. How often do these moments occur? And the second question is, when planning your week, do you schedule in activities that allow you to connect with yourself, such as hobbies, reflections, or relaxation? How often do you make time for those activities? So I said it's a self-relationship audit, and often there are scoring guides for these, but that's not the goal here. Really, I don't want you to grade yourself, because this audit isn't about judgment. It's a tool for self-awareness. What opportunities exist for you to be a better friend to yourself? That's the key question that we're getting at here. So as we cultivate this art of self-friendship, let's give ourselves some tools that can help us along the way. These are not new. I've certainly talked about them on previous episodes of the podcast. They're mindfulness, meditation, and journaling. But I will be introducing one more that I haven't talked about before much which is central nervous system practices. I'll explain briefly for each of those four and how they're useful in self-friendship. Let's start with mindfulness. So as you know, as you probably know, mindfulness is about being present in the moment, fully engaged in where you are and what you're doing. You can incorporate mindfulness into your daily routine by starting your morning with a moment of stillness, simply observing your breath, or by paying full attention to the flavors and textures as you eat your breakfast. Right now, feel the soles of your feet where they connect with the floor or the ground. These small mindful moments bring a profound sense of peace and grounding throughout your day. Now let's touch on meditation. Meditation is a practice that can help you capture moments of calm during the hustle of life. I invite you to try a simple meditation for self-awareness. Find a quiet space, sit comfortably and close your eyes. Focus on your breath and as thoughts arise, acknowledge them without judgment and let them go. So you're just noticing, you're just paying attention. You want to keep your on your breath. Even five minutes of this practice, as often as you want, as often as you can, create these bubbles for you, these moments of clarity and in your mind. Now, journaling. Journaling is a powerful tool for tracking our inner landscape. It can be a space for your thoughts and your your emotions, a place where you can talk to yourself openly without self-censure. So start by writing about your day, your feelings, or any thoughts that come to mind. A lot of people find value in setting a timer, for example, and then just write in until the time is up. Just write anything that comes to your mind. Nobody needs to read it. This practice not only helps in processing your emotions, but it also helps you discover patterns and insights about yourself. Lastly, let's talk about central nervous system exercises. These are designed to calm your flight or fight response. 
and promotes relaxation. A simple one is to practice progressive muscle relaxation. And what this means is that you will go from your head to your feet and one by one, you will tense each group of muscles in your body as you breathe in and then relax them as much as you can as you breathe out. This can be really beneficial before you sleep and during stressful moments. There are some meditations about this by Dr. Andrew Hoberman that I really enjoy listening to. I want you to notice that you can employ those tools throughout the day, in seconds or in longer stretches of time. My personal favorite way to calm my central nervous system is to rub my hands together and then press my warm palms onto my closed eyelids, repeating that a few times while I breathe. Try it now. How did you feel before and after? Use it any time that you need to calm yourself. Now let's take time for a listener question. For last week's episode, I got the question, how can I keep up with self-friendship during tough times? And I think that's a really good question because when you're struggling, that's the time that it's most important to be a good friend to yourself. And this might be when you have the most difficulty doing this. I would say that the most important thing in those moments when you're going through a tough time is to use the practices that you've been putting in place. This is why I've been focusing on routine and consistency. When something is a routine, when you're consistent at it, you're actually building the muscle. You're building the ability to do it even when things are tough. So the very practices that we've talked about in this episode and the ones that you know work for you, these are the ones for you to practice consistently every day, sometimes several times a day, so that you can depend on them when things are tough. It's okay even if you can only do them for a few seconds at a time or for a few minutes at a time. If you can do them more often, this will build your resilience. This is going to help you get through that tough time. Keep at it. And I want you to remember that self-friendship is not about perfection. It's about that state of presence. It's about showing up for yourself, giving yourself that ability, those tools, so that you can show up when time's at And you can show up with compassion and dedication, just as you would for a very close friend. So embrace the tools that I've talked about in this episode, not as additional tasks on your to-do list, but as things that are essential for helping you in your day-to-day life. They will help you build the resilience to know that you can do hard things and you can navigate tough times. If you have a question, you can reach out and ask it by emailing contact at changesbigandsmall.com. So as I draw this episode to a close, I want to remind you that nurturing a friendship with yourself can have profound impact on your life. Use the practices in this episode to be gentler with yourself, to deepen your understanding of who you are, and to celebrate your very existence, that you are here, that you are alive, that you are worthy. I invite you to be mindful of your relationship with yourself. Watch how your practice transforms your relationship with yourself into one of the most significant relationships you'll ever experience. This is really the invitation that I have for you. And as you cultivate kindness within, you'll find it naturally flows outward to touching those around you. Building a strong relationship with yourself, it's really a journey and it's about patience and consistency. 
Be patient with yourself and be consistent with your practices of self-friendship. And in the next episode, we'll look at the strengths and weaknesses of our self-friendships. Until then, take care of yourself and cultivate that friendship that's waiting for you. If you've enjoyed listening to this episode, please help me share it with more people by leaving a review. If you have a question or if you want to be a guest on the show, reach me at contact at changesbigandsmall.com. Remember, change begins with one small step. Have a great week.